Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. She's the number one ranked junior female at 110 pounds in the United States. She's Aviana Gilga and we'll be speaking with her when we return after these messages. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM this morning. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Live in studio with me is Aviana Gilga. She's now the number one ranked junior female at 110 pounds in the whole United States. Aviana, welcome to Contact. Hi, thank you for having me today. It's great having you, and we're glad you could stop in. Uh, First off, congratulations. I know you're returning back from the Junior Olympics, and we'll get into that, but obviously hearing that you're the number one ranked female at 110 pounds quite the accomplishment. Uh, You're 16, so that's a huge accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. So now I want to jump in like as to who Aviana Gilga is. Can you tell us about you? Like, what do you like to do? I find boxing interesting, so we'll get to the boxing part. Um, But like, what else do you do besides box? Um, I mean, I really, I like to read a lot. You read a lot. That's one of my big things. I, li- I started reading a lot in the last six months, and it's just, it's how I get my mind off things a lot. Like a lot of stress. If I'm stressed out about anything with my boxing, I just read. You read? What are you reading, like nowadays? Um, I like reading, uh, mis- like, mystery kind of books about, like, crime and stuff like that. It, kinda, it really interests me. I've always been interested in that kind of stuff. Oh, that is very interesting <laughs> stuff, and reading, of course, is very good, but because you wouldn't stop to think that boxers also read, right? And they also do lots <laughs> of different things, and you have a life outside of the ring, but you also dedicate a lot of your life to the ring, right? No, I dedicate... 95% of my life to the ring, definitely. To the ring. So tell us about that. When did you get into boxing? Uh, I got into boxing when I was nine years old. I went to a birthday party, and the second I stepped in the ring, it was just like, I don't know, a realization that I just, this was my sport. That this was your sport. Yeah. Because it is, in a way, uh, I was talking to your dad, I mean, there are a lot of mainstream sports, right? I grew up playing basketball and soccer. Um, I did not grow up boxing. I've already talked <laughs> to you about that. No jabbing me while I interview you. But <laughs> tell us, uh, like, what's it? You know, you made that decision at nine. Obviously, your parents are very supportive. Uh, we're going to talk about Castle Turnabout with your dad in a little bit. But like, what's what's it like for you to be a boxer? Can you take us through like? Um, your training regimen and what that looks like? Um, well, I wake up usually about 9 a.m. and then I go for a run, usually about two, three miles, and then I do sprints after that. Um, I'll go, after I do my running, I'll go to the gym. Um, I'll do shadow boxing and some bag work uh, and a few rounds of mitts with my dad. Uh, then we'll go home, uh, usually eat something healthy, of course, and then about six o'clock, we go back to the gym till 8.30 and do the rest of boxing and a little bit more running outside. 
Yeah, so it's like a full day of training, right? In fact, after yeah. this interview, you're going to go train. <laughs> yeah. Um, will you follow that same type of schedule? You'll go running after this interview? Yeah, yeah, I'll go running after this and do some boxing. And do some boxing. Yep. And you'll do that out at uh, Castle Turnabout, uh, which is at Finksler Fieldhouse, right? Yep, that's correct. Uh, recently, I took a tour of it with your dad. Uh, he was kind enough to give me a tour. I enjoy boxing and like talking about it, so we had a great conversation. But tell us, uh, you were just at the Junior Olympics. Uh, what was that experience like? It was, it was very fun. Like when I went down, everybody. When you go down to these national tournaments, they are so nice and they treat you very, very well. And so. Uh, when we walk, like when you go into the building, it's just like, it's cool being around a bunch of boxers because they know how your program is, they know how you feel, and they know what you've been through to come to where you are today at nationals. And it was just a very fun experience. Yeah, did you, I mean, was it a goal of yours to get to nationals? Was it something that, I don't know how it all works, but not everybody gets to the Junior Olympics, right? Yeah, it was definitely a big goal of mine. And just like I want to go to the act like to Olympics someday. I want to go compete in the actual Olympics. So just to go to even Junior Olympics was like a huge goal in life for me. Yeah, no, it sounded exciting. Now, if I am right, it was in Lubbock, Texas. Is that right? That's correct. And so you had to fly down there. How long were you there? Uh, about a week. We were there. About a week. And yeah. I know it can be a little sad, but we're still very proud of you. You did get the silver at the Junior Olympics, which is quite the accomplishment. And I say sad. I mean, I'm excited for you that you even placed. But I know it's your goal to probably always win. But sometimes you don't always win, right? Right. That's right. Um, that day, I was just – I feel like I was in my own head mm. on the day of my last fight for the gold. And – with thinking about the goal, the whole fight, it just kind of messed with me a little bit. But everybody has off days, and that's why you come back and you fix that mindset of yours. Absolutely, and it's a good learning experience, right? There are going to be times uh, when we all fall short, but how we come back and bounce back, like you said, the mindset around that. Talk to us about that for a minute. Like, how do you get in the mindset that this is uh, – you know, this is a fight that you're preparing for. In fact, in two and a half weeks, you'll be preparing for uh, a match in, in Ohio, right, at a tournament. How yep. do you get your mindset there? You really, I mean, it's not really, how do I say this? It's not like studying, basically. It's when you go to that gym, when you go to the gym and you step in the ring, even for just sparring, you have to be in that mindset where you're okay and it's not as big as a deal or big of a deal as you think it is. Right. And you just have to relax your mind and realize you're just going into the have fun and play around with it. I mean, that's really when you do your best is when you're not nervous and all shaken up. Right. No, I can understand that. It doesn't sound fun though to have punches <laughs> thrown at you. I have to be honest <laughs> with that, but uh, I'm glad you have fun and <laughs> So tell us about this tournament that's coming up. You're going to go to uh, Ohio. Where are you going, and what what is that about? Um, we're going to Toledo, Ohio, uh, at the end of July, and it's the international women's tournament. So it's just it's every like there's no boys allowed clearly, and mm. it's all girls, and it's kind of it's going to be a fun experience. I feel like because there's not I'm not around many girls that box. So right. whenever there's that many girls around, it's it's honestly kind of, it's really fun. 
Yeah, and that, I think that's got to be something of a unique experience. There aren't probably that many, but there are enough that um, you get to compete and you get to box and you get to be ranked number one. Uh, were you surprised at the ranking, or do you feel like that's what you've been working for and that's what you've attained? I was a little bit surprised. I wasn't sure if I was going to be number two still or number one, but whenever it came out and it said I was number one, I was very, very, very happy. I was very surprised, too. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it should be noted that even though you came in second at uh, the Junior Olympics, you did win on most rounds on all the scorecards, which I understand like helped uh, your number one ranking. So, um, as you said, you may have came up just a little short, but you really... Look, I mean, you're number one in the country, and so that's a, just a huge accomplishment. Uh, You've also now been invited to uh, California for something very special. You want to tell us about that? Uh, I have been. Um, I was in Ohio a few weeks ago, and my dad texted me and had told me that I was invited to the Olympic Training Center in California in September. And when I heard about that, my heart dropped into my stomach because I never thought that would be a reality for me. And it's just a really big deal, and I'm really excited for it. It really is a big deal. And so you're going to go, I think it's Chula Vista, California. Yeah. And yep. you're going to go by yourself. That's a little scary for me, you're but yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it is. And how many, it's about a week, it's a little over a week maybe? Yeah, it's and about 10 days, I about think. About 10 days, mm -hmm. and you're going to be there without your parents this time, which is probably <laughs> unique for you, but... Uh, you're going to be at this camp, and not everyone, it should be noted, not everyone gets invited to this camp. Yeah, when I got invited, I was just, I don't even know, I was just so shocked. I didn't really have a feeling. It was more like I couldn't really speak about it. It was more, it was utter shock where I was like, oh my gosh, I just got invited to California to go train with at the Olympic Training Center with all these people that, like, are top in the top ranked in the u.s in the world yeah i mean they're gonna be some of the best athletes you've probably ever come across but obviously you deserve to be there at number one at 110 pounds um tell us uh you're preparing for a, a match coming up Mm -hmm. How do you really prepare at this close, uh, like two and a half weeks away? Not the same thing as when you're months away? Um, or is it the same? It depends. Uh, when you're about, uh, we're about a couple weeks out right now. So two weeks, we really put our foot on the gas. We do a lot more training, especially for cutting weight and stuff like that. Um, but the last week before we fly out, we'll slow it down and we'll pretty much just do some shadow boxing and a little bit of bad bag work so we're not sore for the fights and so we have the most energy we can have yeah it's all fascinating to me how that comes together and I've had deeper talks with your dad about all of that uh, definitely not my thing but uh, <laughs> we're certainly very proud of you and we're grateful that you could make time to come on with us um, we're going to take a break but I'm going to bring on your dad and we're going to talk about Castle Turnabout as well but you may rejoin our conversation all right well thank you for having me Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Lifespan Family Services, located in the Dubois Mall for local adoption and foster care services.
Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. We're just having a great conversation with the number one ranked junior female at 110 pounds in the United States, Aviana Gilga. But now I'm going to bring on her dad, uh, Greg Gilga, who is, I want to say, the founder and executive director of uh, Castle Turnabout Boxing. And if you want to tell us about that, Greg, that'd be great. Um, actually, my wife is the president of Turnabout. There you go. And, and, and Brock is of Castle, and the two organizations are partnered together right now. Right. I uh, take a more minor role and, and play, play more of a, a coaching role and, and, a, and a support role in the background. So, And that was my intent. I'm pretty busy with the, other, the training end of things. So, You are very busy, and you gave me a great tour of uh, Castle Turnabout facilities. It's located at Finkler Field House. Um, sorry about your title that I messed up, but I oh, appreciate no it. And your first, let's just talk about your daughter for a second. Got to be immensely proud, right? I mean, number one in the nation at 110 pounds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, pr- proud is even an understatement. I, I, I was so emotional when we realized she had a number one ranking and was invited to Chula Vista. I, I mean, it's hard, you know, hard for me to suppress the emotions and not and not be overwhelmed by them, including at nationals. It's a difficult thing as she wins to to kind of contain that and and uh, maintain a kind of a blank slate and, and be able to still corner her at the same time. <laughs> right. So, so. Um, tell us. You, I know you and I have talked about it. I really enjoy watching boxing. I don't think I'd ever box, but. Uh, how did you get into it, and how did you become this coach, and what is it like to coach your own daughter? Um, years back, uh, I, 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 I boxed. This goes back to my late teens and things, and then I got away from it, never thinking I would ever you know, return to the sport. Um, and when she went to the birthday party and got into boxing and things, it, it pulled me back into it. And obviously, well, we went from you know, thinking it was going to be an exercise regimen, it would be you know something that would be good for as far as just keeping her active. To here we are today, you know, going to, she's going to the Olympic Training Center, and obviously we have a gym now, and and a lot of other programs that are going to be offered later this year. So we pretty much, you know, went from zero to a hundred in a matter of years. So yeah. So when your daughter describes uh, her regiment to me. It definitely sounds like a lot of work and a lot of time on her part. Um, How do you balance that for her? Like, what's that like for you? Is it hard on you to say, well, you still have to get up today and go train? It is. uh, Mentally, some days I feel almost anxiety-ridden, knowing that she's, she's tired or she wants to go out and hang out with friends, and I have to say no to those things because I understand what that means as far as how it will affect her training and her performance long term. Um, even, even to her diet, you know, it's hard to say no when she wants something that's sweet. And, and I know that she can't have it, especially as we get closer to competition. So right. I have the feeling of guilt because I really want to give her those things, but I have to also balance it and limit it. So, but it, it she also be. makes time to be, uh, this young 
young lady at 16. Yeah. She's reading and going to school. She definitely has friends, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's got to be uh, interesting to hang out with your friends and not be boxing, but... What's that, what's that like for you as a parent to watch that? Well, she's homeschooled. Well, well she's, she goes through the cybers program at Dubois. Right. So, and that obviously gives us a lot of flexibility, which is one of the big reasons that we did that. So we're giving her a train, training schedule. But um, balancing it out, I mean, last night, for example, we got done at the gym. And she wanted to go to the park to hang out with some friends. So that's what she did. She went down to the park for about an hour and a half before yeah. she came home to get to hang out. So we, we, we try to flex when we can. Yeah, so tell us about uh, Castle Turnabout. Um, Tanya is the president, but and that is your wife, Tanya Gilga. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I've taken a tour. I've seen it. Can you explain it to uh, our listeners as to why you started it and how it all got started and what the goal of it is? Um, Turnabout Boxing was created to provide um, benefit to the community. Um, everyone has different goals. I mean, so, for some people, they, they need to boost their self-esteem. You know, other people are overcoming different different hurdles in life. Um, the, the real thing was about helping them achieve whatever it is their goal or they needed. You know, at that point, it was to build self-confidence, self-esteem, things of that nature. Um, one of the things we find that it, it doesn't matter if it's the bully coming to the gym or the bullied you find them at a middle ground at some point because it will humble people and right. it will also build self-confidence at the same time and you end up having people kind of find that middle ground balance where they have self-control and it also gives people an outlet. So angry people have an outlet as, as they learn self-control over the course of time. If there's a problem at home or at school, they're not lashing out anymore. They'll contain it till they come to the gym and they'll release that frustration, that anxiety, you know, whatever's going on in their life on a heavy bag or something along those lines. So it gives them a constructive outlet at that point. And it is attainable long-term because you figure you could buy a heavy bag and put it at your house if that's really something that you find is an outlet for you long-term, so. Right, and you, it's my understanding, uh, Castle Turnabout, it's open to anybody in the public who would like to get involved in boxing, right? Yes. They can come there and yes, you don't that's have correct. to be in any sort of situation is what I'm saying. You can come and train and be a student there. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. And we, and we are going to offer different programs throughout the year. Um, right now, we only are offering boxing uh, three days a week, but we're gearing up for, and we do have a Parkinson's program running right now, which is being rebranded as Counterpunch. So we can offer that to other individuals with different movement impairment disorders, such as MS and things like that, without the bias of the name. Um, but we have other programs that are going to be veteran military based. Um, and, and we have, you know, box fit programs coming and other things as well throughout the year that will give different people, you know, different levels of fitness and, and opportunity to, to use, utilize boxing and see the beauty of the sport and what it really can do for individuals, you know, in, in their life beyond even compete, comp- the competition end of things, because it's not, always, it's not about, you know, I mean, I mean for obviously for Aviana, she wants to go to the Olympics and turn pro. The majority of people aren't looking to do that. You know, they're looking right. for, 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 for an outlet. They're looking for something for, for a benefit physically, mentally, and that's really what it's all about. It's it's about that benefit, physical and mental well being. And that's really our goal across the board uniformly, is to provide those things for the public, the communities, you know, and everyone within them to make community minded citizens, to right. give back to the community, you know, to teach them to be involved, to stand up for themselves, to speak out. You, you know, that's really the target goal. And you've seen, I know we've had conversations, you've seen great results from this, right? To Absolutely. To help mold some younger folks who may be in some tougher spots, but yes. they're able to work that out in the gym and uh, meet with coaches like you and people who 
do care about them on that uh, personal basis that can help uh, shape them. Yeah, I, I'm involved in the boxers' lives way beyond the gym. Right. I mean, I've received phone calls at all hours of the day and night from medical issues to someone losing a job and helping them fill out unemployment paperwork to helping them get health benefits. I mean, I, I've been involved with everyone's lives way beyond just just obviously going to the gym and seeing them for you know two and a half hours at night. Right, yeah, and there's a lot more benefit to it than just, yeah, hey, punch this bag or right. do this drill. There's a personal connection there. It seems to do a lot. Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons when you look at Castle Turnabout, um, one of the reasons we partner with Castle Boxing is that's what they do stand for. And they're out of Johnstown. Um, and, and so we have the same goals. And I've known Brock for a very long time. Very caring individual, donates an enormous amount of his time. They have a wonderful group down there, and they're trying to do, they do great things for the community in Johnstown. And what we wanted to do is have crossover programs, because they offer different programs than we do. And when we're working together, you know, and combining the strengths that we both have, it obviously offers more benefit to all the communities collectively. Yeah, and I think um, you're just into a new facility, right? Do you want to mm -hmm. tell us about that and how that came about? Um, we were actually blessed to, with, with um, <clears throat> the opportunity to put our facility there at the Finkster Fieldhouse. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, basically, we received a phone call uh, early January, and the building we were looking at, well, I should say my wife and I looked at almost three years prior, no one had any idea that that was – you know, the, the building we were actually being offered. I mean, we went over there and the new owner um, had no idea we ever looked at that building when he offered it to us. So it was like we were almost meant to be there. I mean, it was something we had looked at as the ideal location years prior and no one ever knew. Right. I remember you sharing that story with me. That's so why I brought it up. I just seemed like something that was just really meant to be. And yeah. uh, it's a beautiful facility. Your gym is immaculate. And uh, I had a great conversation with you about boxing, but um, as we have a few minutes left, um, is there anything you'd like to share with us? Anything that comes to mind that you'd like to stress? I know you're getting ready to do a veterans program, I believe, this summer. Yeah, we actually have a veterans program we're looking to start. Uh, it'll probably be late August, early September, till we actually get it off the ground, which is behind schedule. Um, it's going to be called WAM, which um, stands for Warrior Heroes Among Mankind. The individual that came up with the name was Gage Resch. He actually works for the, uh, the, v the, the, um, the VA. So um, he's been wonderful to work with and very, and very helpful as well. And we're just, we're going to restrict membership to anyone that's active military, has been in the military, or a veteran as well. And, and obviously that's going to have camaraderie, socialization, and things of that nature. So. Yeah, no, it sounds like it's going to be a great program. Uh, just want to get your thoughts as we wrap up here. Uh, your daughter's going to the Junior Olympics training camp, if that's the correct title. I may be wrong. Uh, tell us about that, and obviously you got to be proud of that accomplishment. Yeah, we're we're very proud. They only, they only invited the top four um, ranked in the country. Um, ha if they don't accept the invitations, they will open it to other individuals at that point. Um, but typically, it, the roster will be filled. Right. If you get the invite, you go. Yeah. That, well, that's it too. It's not. It's not. It's it's an it's an opportunity that's not doesn't happen very often. So, and she'll work with the Team USA coaches, which are some of the best in the country. So, and obviously she'll get to know some of the other girls and the different weight divisions and things like that. And they have a lot in common and they form bonds and friendships and things. So sure. and support each other, obviously. Absolutely. And I know she's uh, looking forward to going, but she'll be going alone. That's probably a big change for you and your wife as she goes to uh, across the country. But uh, certainly uh, having met her, she's capable of doing that and up to the challenge of going to uh, that camp. 
Yeah, she definitely is. I think probably her, she's expressed being nervous about flying hmm. herself, <laughs> making sure she gets, she gets well, on the correct flight. I fly a lot, flight. so you'll be fine. You'll be just fine. <laughs> so. I, I'd be more nervous about going to the camp and getting punches thrown at me. So, <laughs> uh, Aviana, we're just quite proud of you. Thank you for stopping in and making time. Uh, Greg, appreciate you and Tanya and everything going on at uh, Castle Turnabout Boxing. Uh, but we appreciate your time. Aviana, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank we, you for having us. We appreciate it. You bet. And we appreciate you all coming in. And good luck uh, as uh, you prepare for your tournament in Ohio. Thank you.